Welcome, welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. Happy New Year. This is our first service in the year of 2018. And so I think what I want to do is lay it out where you can just see things a little in a simple way. Simple way. So I'm going to try that today. I do want your questions and comments. Uh, have, you know, bring them in and I can respond to them today. Happy New Year to everybody here. I'm glad that you all came. That's amazing. I, um, what I want to try to do is to start this year out right. I want to make it as simple as possible. First step, second step, and so on and so on. And the reason for this is because this whole year I had a, I present a biblical question on my radio show. You know, a biblical question, and people call in and they respond. And what I've noticed is that most, not all, not all, not all, but most of the responses are from outwardly and not inwardly. They, you know, people give back what they've read. Uh, they quote the Bible or what someone said. And I realize that they don't, it's not coming from within. And if it's not coming from within, it's not the truth. And I, I see it with, um, the Bible people, people who go to church and read the Bible. For, for an example, this last week, my question was, in the 23rd Psalms, it said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall feel no evil. Uh, and I asked, what is the valley of shadow of death? And it was amazing, the number of people who called in, and all they did was quote scriptures. Well, Paul did this, or Job did this, and and so on and so on. And I realized, wow, this has been going on for a long time. And I've come to realize that the intellect is your enemy if you don't realize what's going on. Because real life is not based on what we think or how we feel. You cannot figure this out at all. It must be revealed to you in order to really, really know what's going on. And the Christians have taken on the Bible in the same way that uh, folks who go to universities and learn about things, they learn it intellectually and then they, I guess, carry it out. You cannot do that with the things of God if you really want a real life. You gotta, it has to be revealed to you. You can't learn it and live it. It does not work. And uh, an example of that, each, most of the people that gave me what they thought that meant, I would ask them, well, do you still sin? Well, everybody sin. No, do you sin? Everybody sin. No, I'm asking about you. Do you sin? Sometimes, not all times. I mean, just all kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, no wonder things are getting worse instead of getting better. Because we as children of God are not leading the way. We're just like the children of the lie. We learn things, we quote things, but nothing changes. And so I'm, I'm going to try and show you how to keep it really simple and just live it. Really, because as children of God, we have to become a living being. We have to return to that. And we would like that as children until we were traumatized by our parents. And our parents changed our lives and caused us to go in a different direction. Now we got to go back to that. It's not about going forward. It's about going back. Going back home. Really, that's what salvation is about. Returning home. Returning to the Father. And so what I've done is I think I wrote down some stuff that might be helpful in that way, and uh, so that you can live from within and not without. That makes sense? No? Yes. Why are y'all so quiet? Are you, are you guys still drunk from the, part, the weekend stuff? No, we're being mesmerized by your, what you're saying. Oh, okay. And what I want, <laughs> what I want to do is, uh, is uh, Matthew, just one scripture here, because I, I know people hate scriptures. Uh, let's go to Matthew sixteen twenty six. This is what this is the beginning of how you have to do it. Not have to do it, but what he recommend. All right, in order to live this way, otherwise it's not going to happen. I also notice that intellectual Bible toting, tongue talking 
spirit-filled people, they have a lot of words to explain simple things. A lot of words to explain. We had our men's forum this past Thursday night, the first one for this year, and I asked that same question, and the guys had a lot of words to explain it, and I'm thinking, wow, this is insane. But it felt good. It feels good to explain things. Doesn't it? Like, I've gone in business meetings and things like that, and you can always tell the intellectual person in the meeting, they go on and on and on. They're interrupting. They're puffed up. They think they got it. And you're sitting there thinking, wow, this is an idiot. <laughs> Why is he doing this? This is painful. I just want to know how you get from one point to another one. That's all I want to know. <laughs> well, they go on and on and on. And then you leave the meeting having no idea. And then you write down notes and try to maybe you can figure it out later. Can't happen. <laughs> Anybody ever been in a meeting like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's mind-blowing. The ego is something else. Anyway, so what I want to do, so the ego is something else. The first thing that has to happen, you got to die from the ego. You cannot and will not, cannot enter into this other environment within us. Inside of us, there's a, another environment, another reality. And it's from that environment, that reality we're supposed to be living from. And in that reality, there is no fear, no doubt, no worries, no insecurities. You don't worry about what people think about you. You can care less what people think about you. It uh, establishes your mind. Um, I read a report the other day where the children of the lie are now calling Donald Trump, President Trump, the great white hope, mentally ill. You, you heard about that? And so he responded by saying that he has a a stable mind, something like that. Is that right? That's the right word he said? A stable mind and um, what else did he say? That he's a genius. So what? And that he's a genius. Right. And all children of God should be that way. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, what the color is. But what I've noticed is that people who claim to be of God, they're like depressed, committed suicide, they have worries and doubts and fears. They are addicted to money, not having it or having too much or can't get enough. They are dishonest. They are, their relationships are not working. They are just like they were prior to becoming a child of God. Nothing changed. And then they make up excuses. Oh, well, nobody's perfect. And so I'm thinking, let's say that I'm a I'm of the devil, right? Satan is my father. And I'm so unhappy. I have fear. I'm looking for love. And I have all this stuff going on. And I'm walking down the road. And someone say, I see a child of God coming down in front of me. And I ask this person, hey, you look happy. How do I become peaceful like that? And they said, well, you could be born again. You can return to God and you can have peace, right? I'm like, oh, cool. And I go home and I look for this guy and I think I find him. And then now I've switched gods. But once I switch, I'm still unhappy. I'm still feeling the same way. I would be thinking, why would I leave one devil to go to another devil? It's like going from relationships to relationships to relationship. You know, this relationship is bad. So I'm going to go and find a new person. And that person is bad. And so I'm going to go and find another one. I don't want to serve a God that's going to treat me like the one I'm trying to get away from. Does that make sense? But people don't ask questions. You've got to ask questions. So here's what I want to do. Did you find it? Go right here with the mic. This is Matthew 16, 26. What then will anyone gain by winning the whole world and forfeiting his life? Or what can anyone offer in exchange for his life? I'm sorry, start at 24 to 26, through 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
Anyone who wants to save his life will lose it. But anyone who loses his life for my sake will find it. What then will anyone gain by winning the whole world and forfeiting his life? Or what can anyone offer in exchange for his life? And so that's what I'm saying. You got to die from your will, right? Because your will is the will of your father, the devil. There's no such thing as free will. We do not have a free will. And I know a lot of people taught that we do. You don't. Just think about that. If I had a free will, everything I do would be good. I'll make myself happy all the time. I would choose the right person. I would choose everything that's good for me. I would never will myself to be unhappy, will myself to be in a bad relationship, will myself to be poor, all that craziness. But people are convinced that they have a free will. And I'm asking, well, why don't you will yourself to be happy? (laughs) Why don't you will yourself to have a perfect relationship? Anybody here think that you have a free will? Don't be afraid to disagree with me. You think that? I do in the sense that... uh, I'm sorry, hold on. You know, I do in the sense that when... um, When I can't get it together, I'm doing stuff over and over again that I know is wrong, right? And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? Then I start to think, you know, there's something wrong with me. And I'm either agreeing with evil, you know, or being fooled by it or something, but, it, but it's some, something that's, you know, not right with me that's causing, you know, this relationship to go on between me and my father, the devil, right? And so that kind of has me look, and then, then I judge others for doing the same. You know, you're, you're agreeing with the devil when you shouldn't be. But well, where does your free will come in? What, you say you believe Somewhere I, I am... I, I, I'm thinking that I'm choosing, you know, to stay in this terrible relationship. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we got to do, all right? And I wrote it down so that I can remember. I'm black and slow, and I can't remember stuff. So the first thing we have to do we got to bear the cross. You got to bear your own cross. You got to do it. Otherwise, hanging up. You got to bear your own cross. Do you? Yes. What does that mean? That's a good question. Oh, I'm sorry. What does that mean? To bear your own cross. Anybody know? No one knows. No one of y'all suffering after all these years. So no one knows what bear your own cross means, right? Um, Bear your own cross is facing all of your insecurities and doubts and worries and judgments and disapproval and phony happiness and all that. You got and, and fear and doubt. You got to be willing to relax in it and take it without complaining about it, without. trying to take medication or anything to get over it without uh, drinking or, you know, having sex or whatever you do to get past that. You got to relax and go through it. And it doesn't matter how painful it is inwardly, you got to go through it. And a lot of people don't bear their crosses, their cross, because they don't understand that they need to relax in it. And move forward. I've had, going through that, I've had inner pain that I could barely move. I remember, and I've mentioned this before, I used to do a radio show. And it was so challenging for me when I first started radio. I would go home after the show thinking, you know what, I'm not going back. (laughs) And the mind was working overtime. I could barely breathe. And, and I would just go home and just fall out on the couch. And I would say, you know what, God? Whatever. <laughs> I couldn't eat, sleep, or anything. It was like breaking up with a loved one. You ever had those breakups where you can't eat, you can't sleep? You have to play this song sitting by the dock of the bay. You don't want anyone to talk to you. It was like that. 
And it was like just overwhelming. And and no one had told me to take it, you know, but I had no other choice but to take it because I wasn't going to quit my job. And so I had to take it. And the next morning I got up and I went through it again, did the show and did that. And eventually the pain was gone. I don't know when or how, but eventually it's like that was gone. And I learned from that, that whenever that thing come up on me like that, to just go through it. It's good for me because my ego, my will is dying away. So I, I wouldn't go and get drunk or, uh, or and I remember I, at one point I would uh, call somebody. You know how sometimes when you're by yourself, you're going through that stuff, and you'll call up people on the phone, and then after you finish with them, you wonder, why did I call that person? I don't like them. They were born. But you did it because you don't want to bear your cross. But you've got to bear the cross. You've got to bear the cross of dying or fear or doubt, worry, insecurity, needing love, needing friendship, needing whatever it is. You've got to bear that. And it, you can just feel it all in here. Anybody ever had that pain? It is rough. And if you take medication or drugs or something for it, when that's gone, the pain is still there. And then next thing you know, you're an alcoholic. So you got to bear the cross. Uh, you got to die from your will. You must let your will die. And the way you do that is realize that every thought you get, every thought is a lie. There is no such thing as a true thought. Even if it gave you something that happened in the past, that's a lie because it's not happening right now. So it's done with. It doesn't exist anymore. And when it tells you tomorrow is going to be better, that's a lie. Because tomorrow is not promised to you. In reality, all you have is right here, right now, nothing exists but that. Everything else is an illusion. That's why God said, come into my presence. He's right here, right now, all the time. But you live in your imagination, which is of your father, the devil. You're living in the past or in the, uh, a false future. I've counseled with people that maybe be up for a test or something, you know, uh, going to have to face something. And they're like, oh, afraid. I'm like, look, calm down. It worked out the last time. It's going to work out this time. Don't worry. Stay out of your head. And then they go through it. It was all fine. They're like, wow, that was stupid of me. You've got to doubt everything so that that can happen for you. Every thought is a lie. Everyone. Everyone is a lie. Everyone. Who doubt that? You doubt that? Oh, good. You too? Did you say you too? Yeah. Oh, good. I saw him first. Mine was about the thing you just talked about before, the barrier cross. So I don't know if you want to go to them first. No, go ahead. Um, if you don't have a free will, how do you bear your cross if you're constantly being influenced to pick up that or medicate when you're dealing with that pain? By doubting every thought. But you know how it gets so strong. You relax in it anyway. You have to be willing to let that thing that's made a home in you die because it's a spirit that made a home in you and it came in by resenting your parents most of the time 99.999.9 but not all the time but 0.999 you resent it started in your home right. but not all the time just 99.9 <laughs> and then 99.999 is with your mother and not your father most people hate their mothers so how do you not, so you're basically, that's you choosing to do the right thing, right? To bear your cross and, and sit through the pain. It's you choosing to do the right thing. But how do you necessarily Well, you're not it? calling it right. You just realize if I want to live, I got to die from this. If I want real life, I have to die from this false life that I have. Thinking that the world going to please me is not going to happen. 
So there's no there's no way that we're we're constantly being influenced to where even if we want to not do it, we're still doing the wrong thing. Repeat that. Like we're influenced by the wrong thing. So as much as we don't want to, is it possible that we can't control being influenced by doing the wrong thing, even if we try to bear the right. cross? If you try to resist doing wrong because you're influenced to do wrong, you will still do wrong. So what do you do? Relax. You doubt the thoughts and relax in the pain. Well, if that don't work. Well, if that don't work, then you die. <laughs> but do we have but enough power to work. do that? Do we have enough power to do that? You have work? no power to do it. He asked, do you have enough power to relax in it? No, you don't. And that's the beauty of it. All egos want to believe that uh, it has power, and it really doesn't. It's a lie. You don't have power to do anything. You know, I hear these liberal children of the lie. They're saying, oh, we want to empower women. We want to, how are you going to empower anybody? We want to, with knowledge and all that. Knowledge is not power. It's really not. It's a setup. We want to empower this. and imp- The words sound good, and, but it's all a setup. It's a lie. So you just have to relax in it and die from it. It'll happen. No, go ahead. <laughs> Sometimes you, you try to tell yourself, okay, relax in it, just relax and relax in it. But then that, it's so strong that you, it still overtakes you. Is it, what is that from? Is it because you're saying, I don't want to deal with it, or you just don't have control of it? Um, here's what I recommend. That's a good question. Never, ever, ever, never tell yourself, I'm going to relax in it. (laughs) That's a lie. Because the moment you tell yourself, I'm going to relax in it, your father and all his little demons are going to pile on. You just have to know, I need to relax. We have to become observers of life and not all this other stuff thinking that we're creating stuff. You can't do it on your own. So just know when that comes... Just know to relax, that's all. Don't overreact, just be still. But don't tell yourself. Uh, have you ever, t- I, 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 I'll use myself, I used to tell myself, I'm not going to eat ice cream today. Remember? And I love, I used to love ice cream, right? And I love it with peanuts and strawberry pop and uh, a black walnut and all that. And I was telling myself, I peed out last night. I'm not going to do it again this week. Right. And before the week is up, I'm on my way to the market, (laughs) coming back, peeking out. But I notice if I don't tell myself that because I'm playing God and I'm lying to myself, I just see that I don't need to do it. It doesn't have the same pool. We operate by faith, which is insight from God and not by the darkness of our imagination, which lies to us and make us say these things and do these things that never works out. So don't tell yourself anything. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, Brenda. You doubt. You said you. I'm sorry. What was it that you disagreeing with? Uh, doubt every thought. Don't, oh yeah. Don't believe the lie. You don't believe that you should doubt every thought. Right. And why not? Because I guess I'm not clear on what a thought is, because I just don't think you can function if you don't believe anything that comes into your head. I mean, you have to decide, I'm going to go to church this morning. If that's a thought, then I can't doubt that thought. So what is a thought? I love that response. Isn't that like an $800 response? (laughs) (laughs) How would you respond to Brenda about that? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yes, right here. My response to that is that the more I think about it, the less likely I am to go to church. (laughs) Because I can think of all kinds of reasons why I don't need to go there. Um, 
you don't have to think about going to church. You already know if you want to go, you're going to go, right? And then let the thoughts go. Don't hold on to it. Don't dwell on it. And see, what most people don't know, which is so sad, is that there's a voiceless voice that lives in us. And it's that voice that guides us to do everything. And that's why God said, my children shall know me by my voice. And so his voice is a revelation. It's like it reveals things to you while Satan's voice talks to you. You hear your own voice. You hear your daddy's voice. You hear your school teacher voice. You hear your mama's voice. But God's voice is a voiceless voice. And so that's the voice that you want to return to. And that will guide you in everything you do. Everything. Everything. And But because you have forgotten about that voice, you don't believe that there is something else to guide you. So you trust that. You've grown up trusting the lie. And you've been living by that. You have not had the best life that you can have. You have not had a perfect life, life because you're listening to the lie. There is another voice to guide us. But you've got to return to him by going in and living from within. It's there. But you've got to trust it. And you can always test this. Just doubt everything that comes to your head. You know, like Adam doubted the truth and believed the lie. Now the only thing that we have to do is doubt the lie and the only thing that's left is the truth. That's how you believe back into the truth. So if you, you can test it. Just don't pay attention to it at all, anything. It'll be amazing. But it's there. The voiceless voice is there. All right? Yes, sir. Yes. So the thing I noticed is that I get up on Sunday and I know I want to go to church. But I can, if I start thinking about it, then I can be like turned away. Yes. So I don't dwell on it. I just either I'm going or I'm not. I notice I have a good friend that I call sometimes. And a lot of time when I call him, he never answers his phone, right? And so I should say, oh, I'm going to call this friend today. And if I think about it, I will not call him. Because right as I'm thinking about it, all these other thoughts are coming. They're not going to answer the phone. Why bother? They never answer, right? But if I don't think on it, just make the call, it's done. But if you think on it, it's harder to do. And as Mary is saying, you might not do it. Because you're putting too much thought into it. I'm telling you, there's another way to live, and it's from within. And these are the steps to get there. Did, did I see your hand? Who hand I just saw? Yes. I don't know if this helps anybody, but it helps me to, just like you said, I think, I think our only problem is that we think. So what has helped me is to return being the child that I was, you know? Yes. So... Just doing whatever is in front of me to do and no plans as far as those kinds of things. That's right. What's amazing that you don't know, when you get out of, let your will die, you're going to be as busy as ever. There are things to do all the time, but then there are things, there are times when there's nothing to do and you can accept both. You're not going to be a dummy. And look at the world right now. The world is controlled by intellectuals, right? I had a woman that called my show, a black woman, happened to be black, and she was like, um, you don't know what you're talking about. You are not educated. I can, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm not. I'm a dummy. But you try to tell other people what to do, and you're wrong. I'm like, what am I wrong about? And she was going on and on and on, right? And long story short, I finally said to her, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're just, you're just like your mother. She's like, I'm not like my mother. Yes, you are. I'm like, how did you become this way then? And she got mad and she said, kiss my black A. And hung up. I'm like, see there? And she said, she was educated and all that stuff. She bragged about her education. Kiss my black A. I'm like, why did she have to say what color it was? I knew she was a black woman, so I knew it would be black. 
Why did I just say, kiss my A? <laughs> and she hung up. The way I'm trying to get you to go, pointing away, is greater than the world. It really is. I'm telling you. And you can have perfect peace. Absolute perfect peace and have a great life. Yes, James? Well, you, I was one of those people that kind of doubts that you're supposed to doubt every thought. <laughs> um, because I'm like... I mean, I just don't get it. And I don't get how you know that it's a voiceless voice. It's a what? Voiceless voice, how God's voice is a voiceless voice and all that. I mean, I just don't understand it. I understand that. I'm going to show you in a minute. Poor James. You know, uh, James have grown like there is a God. I'm telling you. Believe me. If you ever had doubt that there's a God, check out his past. <laughs> when James first came to Barn, how old were you? 25. 25 years old. He was as weak as sugar water when you don't have enough sugar. In Alabama, if we didn't have like Kool-Aid or something, growing up on the plantation, we would make sugar water. Just get a glass of water, put some sugar in and drink it with our food. You ever had that? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh It's good we don't have anything else. But sometimes we didn't have enough sugar so the water would be weak. And it would be like terrible. It is nasty, right? And James was like that. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. And so what, I felt so bad, badly for James that I would bring him up in the, to give a little talk prior to the meeting. Anybody remember that? And, and so it got to the point where he he told me one day, if you keep bringing me up, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I won't bring you up anymore. And but something happened along the way, and he changed. Now he has his own radio show. You should see him yelling at people. When we, when we go to rallies and things like that, he's all in the people's face. I'm like, James, calm down, buddy. He had curves like I've never seen before, and he'd take on challenges just like that. No shy, no nothing. If he's feeling it, I don't see it. Isn't that amazing? And he changed without, it's like a kid growing up. You look around at 15 years old, you wonder, how did you get this tall, you know? It's the same way that he's changed. So you can change from within. You really can. Yes, Mark? Uh, I think one of the best things for me was, I don't remember when you did it, but you said to do it just for one week. And because um, sometimes the challenges are difficult, you know, and you said it's OK if you mess up. But just for one week, watch your thoughts, you know, ignore them and see if you don't go to work. See if you don't make your bed and you don't feed yourself and you can't function. And I found that not only did I do those things, I did them better. I had more yeah, time hey. and I had more peace. And uh, another thing is the thing that helped me the most is to know that those thoughts are not me. That's right. You're not the creator of them. They're your father, the devil. You don't create thoughts. You don't own them. They're not yours. I'm telling you. But just because it sounds like you doesn't mean that you created it. Uh, Satan made a promise that he's going to act just like God. And he's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. So whatever God does, he's going to do it. And that's what's happening up here. He's imitating God, but because you're in a fallen state, you're going along with the wrong, the, the wrong spirit, the wrong person. You're listening to a lie. And it's so sad, too, because you don't have to be this way. It's like you could be free. You could have all your needs met. You can have good relationships. You can have it all and have the peace. But you've been so deceived by teaching. One of the worst things that has happened to a human being is to be taught. It, because it takes you away from knowing. It takes you away from revelation. And if you notice in families, the first thing that happens when you pop out of the mother's womb, she starts teaching you. Say hi. Uh, go and do this. Put on your jacket. 
uh, you know, they started teaching right away. Now you got to go to college, so I got to get you to the best school. I want you to learn this and learn that. And you forget about what you want. And you go through school, you get a PhD and an SAD and all the D's. And now you feel like committing suicide because you're still not happy. They have taken you away from the knowing that you had as a kid. You got to come back to that. And then you can go to school and have the right relationship with education. But if you don't come back to that, you're not going to have the right relationship. I, I know several people who have gone to schools and they left home and they're some of the nicest people you ever want to meet. And when they come back, you hate them and they hate you. Because they're nasty, they're impatient, they think they know it all. And you're like, who are you? And I've had some to be honest, and they said, look, they tore me down at school and rebuilt me. They created me in their image. And some kids try to fight against it, but they don't have enough authority in their life to fight it. It's like going to the military. I hear that when you go to the military, they tear you down and rebuild you. And that's what's happening in these schools. You lose yourself. So here's the deal. The way all this happens... And so our theme this year is, and we may have had this theme before, but hopefully we can do it this time, is to know thyself. You got to know yourself. And most people do not know themselves. You got to know yourself. Any questions about that? What does it mean to know yourself or anything? Everybody understand that? You got to know yourself. Yes. You know, uh, before you took um, James's um, comments, you um, made a statement about, and you solved my question that I had. I used to have to yell at James so much in the office when he first came to work for me as my producer. He would let people just take over. I'm like, I would walk out, what are you doing? Shut up. Remember? And now Joel is going through that. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Anyway, you told somebody else who had a question, um, just see it. You can't do anything about it, just see it. Well, you know, of course there's two ways to see. The devil can make you see things and get you upset and think you can do something about it. Right. And then God, when he shows you, um, then, of course, it's over. Um, I also realized... When you One thing that I want answer. to add to that, because that gives the impression that you can serve two gods. Sometimes I'm going to listen to this, and sometimes I'm going to listen to this. You can't do but one. You do one or the other. You can't ride two horses. You can't serve two masters. You either follow the voice of God or you don't. And once you're born again, once you return to the Father, you're now locked in, so you're no longer listening to the lie of your imagination. That's why God said, bring every thought. Oh, yeah, Brendan. He said, bring every thought into captivity. Every thought. Control them all by ignoring them. Everyone. Yes. You know, and the fact that I used to um, think for years to myself, when am I going to get revelation like Jesse? And um, Never do I, that. I didn't realize that the fact that I can see thought that's being revealed to me. Yes. The fact that I can see my own thoughts That's right. harassing me is revelation. That's right. And then it made me realize that there's, it's not really a voiceless voice. It is voiceless revelation. I, I mean, voiceless right. sight. It's actually sight. You're Inside. seeing things. Yeah. That's a good, good point. Um, something I wanted to say that I forgot. Oh, a Christian life. And it's an honor, by, by the way, to be a Christian. When you really are one, uh, uh, a Christian life is just living. It's simple. It's not like all oh, lifting up holy hands and shouting and singing and running and and all into the Bible and all that. It's really just living. It's like a child when a child is born. That child has the confidence that their his or her parents would take care of him. He doesn't have to worry about anything. He just get up every morning, not think about what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, 
How is this going to happen? They are just living with no thought about that at all. No fear, no doubts, no worry or anything. Well, that's how a Christian life is. That's why God said we must become as children. We come back to him and we become as a little kid unto him. They said that President Trump is a uh, childlike mentality or something like that. And they're calling that mentally, mental illness, right? I'm like, well, if that's mental illness, give me, make me crazy. I mean, all the good things he's doing for the country, the way he deal with evil, the way he stands up and deal with that little man from Korea. <laughs> what do you call him? The rocket man and all that. Give me crazy. If that's what. But that is childlike when you have that personality. If somebody attack you, you attack back. But you don't hate the person. You go and work with them. You can go to work with them, you know, because it's not personal. You've got to return to the Father and become, I see God now not as God, but as my Father. I really do. That was because he caused me to forgive my mother, forgive my father, and through my father, I returned to him. Because you're not going to return to God unless you love your earthly father. It's not going to happen. You can read the Bible until the cows come home. You can hoop and holler. You can go to church every day. You can give up tithes and offerings. But if you don't love your earthly father, you will never know God. You will know about him, but you won't have that father-son or father-daughter relationship. You've got to love your earthly father. There was a guy calling to James Show this morning, and a Mexican, and he said that he was deported back to Mexico. And he said that he discovered my YouTube channel. And he started listening to it and hearing it and really liked it. So when he got, was deported back to Mexico, he went home and apologized to his father for hating him. And his whole world opened up. And so he's not mad about being deported because his whole world has opened up. His life has changed now that he loved his father. And now he's a school teacher, I think he said. And he's working with kids now to try to help them. He want to come back to this country, but he's not upset that he's not because he's got the chance to forgive his father, which might not have happened had he not been important. Isn't that amazing? If you don't love your earthly father, just suffer and die. That's all I got to say. And it's real simple. A Christian life is a simple life. Simplicity. Yes, James. And so self-knowledge is the beginning of all this. It really is. David Pichetta is asking, what does it really mean to know yourself? I was about to ask that myself. Who knows what I'm talking about when I say self-knowledge is the beginning of wisdom? You know what I'm talking about? Right here. What is self-knowledge? To me, it means uh, being a very good observer of yourself and your thoughts, and that's how you learn who you are. Okay. I'll add to that in a minute. Did you have your hand? Did I see your hand, Raymond? Uh, yes. Wait, hold on, hold on. Come back. Did I see your hand or not? Yes. Is it about the self-knowledge? Yes. Okay. What does it mean when you hear me say self-knowledge? To understand just the type of what kind of person are you are at that mo uh, moment when facing any situation facing a, a situation within yourself that's the best i can uh, offer do you do you know yourself not right now well then how you know what it is <laughs> all right thank you good try let me tell you this. Anybody else want to have every last? This is not a test. You don't get an A and you don't, you don't get an F. We are fellowshipping, so relax. Let loose. Yes, ma'am. Sorry. Um, you know, to know yourself is like, it, it kind of helps if you kind of get kicked out of your position. Because we're all held together by what people think. Or of us and about us, and we believe that thing. But if you kind of get kicked out, you're kind of like, okay, what do I do now? What? And it helps come in here. It helped me come in here because you ask questions, and so it helps me to question myself. 
because when you say, you know, like getting to know yourself is the beginning of wisdom, but it is just like the very, just the tip of the getting to know yourself kind of sort of, because you got to ask yourself questions. You have to question yourself. Like you say, why don't you ask these questions when they tell you stuff? And we're so used to just what they tell us, and we just go along with them right. like robots. We yeah. never say, well, well, wait a minute, well, you know, this, that, or the other. And you can hear it in the radio show. So, yeah, knowing yourself is the beginning, but it helps to kind of get kicked out of your position. Because if you stay in that position, then you will always answer a question like that position. You always act like that position. You always play that position. But if you get kind of kicked out of that, right. I don't know how, like somebody dies or the, ch the family changes, then you can really kind of get out and go like, what's going on here? I don't feel like myself. What's happening? Did you hear that woman tell me to kiss her black A? I did not. You, did you I hear? missed that. I have to go back and what listen to What do you think when that woman told me that? An uh, 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 educated woman. What did you think when she said that? Anytime people refer to their physical attributes or identify as black or white or woman or whatever, I don't get it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, anybody ever told you that? Oh, someone told you to kiss their black? What? Sure. Really? Yeah. And what did you think when they said that to you? I, th I thought they were being silly. Oh, you did? Yeah, I just... You're like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, do you know what I mean when I say self-knowledge? Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, I, I don't know, but for me, you know, like, when I came, when I came from Africa... I, I couldn't read when I was 16. I didn't, I didn't know anything. And I was the nicest guy. But, you know, like after learning some things, you know, and as you can hear in my voice, <clears throat> I start, I get nervous when I'm talking to people or like this setting right now is just because, you know, like I've been stripped so much. Like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Like the more you know and people just try to tell you like who you are, like kind of like put you in your place. Yeah. So <clears throat> prior to me not knowing anything, I had confidence. I could do anything, go right. anywhere, talk to anybody. But after, you know, going to school and then people are like, oh, you got to be this way. You got to be this way. You got to do. Then I started doubting myself. Yeah, and then my self-esteem like went like really, really low, and you can hear it in my voice. And are you nervous now? Yeah, I'm nervous, yeah. and I'm not supposed to be nervous. That's right. I really like you. Yeah, you know, ever since I started listening to you, you know, you, st you know, I'm starting to get myself back. It's like, why do I even feel like that way? Why do I even allow people, you know, to make me feel like you know, like I'm not important? Why yeah. am I, you know? So I, I don't really know if that's the question you're asking, but. For me, that's my experience. Of, of this is your first time here? Yes. Oh, welcome, man. Thank you. How did you hear about us? Well, I, this is what the tune-in radio. I was listening to it, <laughs> and I heard a guy saying, like, I'm not an African-American. <laughs> and I saw your picture. I was like, oh, this, this guy, this is going to be interesting. And I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was sleepy because I'm a truck driver. And I'm listening to him, and I'm like, you know, for me, you know, I'm always seeking the truth. And like you were saying, it's within you, yes. you know. And uh, so I'm listening to him. I say a lot of people are not going to agree with this guy, <laughs> but especially, you know, like black people. But he yeah. is speaking. The truth is the truth. That's right. And I remember calling you once. I spoke with you on the radio, Edward from Africa. Oh, <laughs> man. You and James. And I talked to you. I was like, you know what? We get calls from everybody and their mama. Yeah. So I, I talk, went home and talked to my wife, and I hope I'm not embarrassing you now for being all nervous and stuff. And ever since then, we've been listening to you, and yeah, so we decided to come this weekend and just, you know. Uh, what part of Africa person. are you from? Liberia. That's major, man. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. And so you have a degree? Associate. I dropped out because I'm like, man, oh, good for prior you. Prior to me having this, I, I was a really confident guy, and I didn't even let anybody like, yeah, pull me down. But in school, then people put you in their place. Oh, you're not good at this. You're not this. You can't even speak English. You're not this. And I and I started to believe that. Yes. But ever since I found God and 
you know, now it's like, man, like I don't believe with anybody. And I gravitate to people like you because I can, I can relate to like the simplicity, like the way how you think, the way how you see God. That's right, And man. I truly believe that you have Christ well, in you. Well, I'm glad you. you dropped out. Thank you. That's the right thing to do. I went to L.A. City College for one year, and then I dropped out. But I think my motive was wrong. <laughs> I don't think I went there to get an education. I went there to... Anybody know why I went to L.A. City? For, why did I go? Oh, Jeremiah, you know too? Yeah. How, why did I go? Didn't you go to find a wife? Huh? An educated girl, right? No, no educated. You wanted a white girl. I went to City College just to get a white girl. Isn't that something? Yeah, then I dropped out. You know, growing up in Alabama, my uncles used to go up north to New York and Florida during the summer to work. And they would come back and they would talk about these white girls, right? And I'm here I am, a little boy growing up here in this. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to get me a white girl. And, and then I heard that if you went to college... Because I would see it on TV. If you go to college, you can get a white girl. Because white girls are a little different than black girls. And so I said, all right, I'm just going to go over to LACC and get me a white girl, then I'm going to drop out. <laughs> and I almost didn't even get into school because I couldn't pass the test hardly, right? But I made it in. And I finally found a white girl, and I dated her for a while. And then once the relationship broke up, I stopped going to school. I'm like, well, I didn't have to go to school for that. I could have got one without going to school. But that was my motive. And I'm glad I dropped out. Yeah. I would not be the same had I not. So I'm glad you dropped out and welcome here. I'm glad you came. How long are you going to be? Are you living here now? No, we're just here for the weekend. Just, right on. Um, just to say hello, just to come in person. You know, we watch you a lot on YouTube. And, and yeah. You can, That's I, major. That's why I say... It's the same spirit everywhere. We are really not different in the manner that we think that we are. Either we're on the side of good or we're on the side of evil, and it doesn't matter. What color you are, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, you're either on good or evil, and there's no such thing as racism, sexism, homophobiaism, Islamophobiaism is either right or wrong. And we knew this a long time ago. We've got to return to that. So, you, you're his wife? Yes, I am. And you like me too? Yes. You but do? not in the beginning. Uh, not in the beginning? Not in the beginning. And in why? the beginning, it was shocking, you know? <laughs> but as I listened to you, I was like, because I also seek truth, I was like, this truth is good for me. Yes. It's good for my soul. And here we are. And it's All the amazing. way from Africa. Yes. That's um, amazing. <laughs> now that I know you guys, I'm going to go to Africa to visit. <laughs> <laughs> and what was shocking about it? One thing, if you could remember one thing only. Um, <clears throat> I think you were interviewing someone who was talking about women. A little louder for me. Uh, you were talking to someone about women. And... I guess I wasn't comfortable with submissive, or I didn't understand. Right. So I felt like maybe you're not for women. And so I was scared. I was like, <laughs> my husband is listening to this. He's going to change, and <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> but then I would hear him listen to you and I would hear some truths yeah. then one time I was like you know what let me listen to him and then I started listening to you and I was like oh my god he is speaking the truth it's just my ego yes. doesn't want to accept it that's deep Yeah. right on yeah well, I'm glad you guys made it. <laughs> Thank we'll talk you. some more after the meeting, too, all right? Yes. That's great. Uh, and I have been accused of hating women, hating the gays, hating my mama. But I feel the same way about women that I feel about men. You're either right or wrong. I don't have any... I, I love people in the same way God loved me. You're either right or wrong. 
you know, I don't have no, I love my family members in the same way I love regular folks, you know, people I don't know. In the same way that I love my enemies, I have no opinion about them. You know, I'm going to treat them right. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be fair. I'm going to tell the truth. And, and, but the children of the lie have set it up where if you disagree with women, you hate women. And then they try to punish you because you won't go along with the lie. And they've done it with the blacks. If you tell the truth about the blacks, you hate the blacks. If you tell the truth about the gays, you hate the gays. And then the children of the truth are going along with that lie. And not realizing they're going to overtake us and destroy us. Because we're going along with a lie. And the only way you can defeat a lie is to tell the truth. You've got to tell the truth. There's no other way to stop it. And God is with you and everything will be fine. It really will. As long as you don't have hatred in your heart. You have to have perfect love in your heart to go through this kind of stuff. If you have any iota of anger at all, you're of your father, the devil, and you're not going to make it. They will destroy you. The children of the lie will destroy you. In your own family, your own friends, everybody, they'll destroy you. But if you love what's right with all your heart, soul, and might, then you can make it through this. And it's so much fun. I like, I'm really, I am enjoying seeing the children of the lie get upset and run and, and carry on. Better them than me. Because we want the truth to change things. So here is, uh, so self-knowledge, I kind of broke it down a little bit. I'll tell you what is not. Self-knowledge is not self-analysis. It's not that. It is not self-analysis. So don't go in there trying to figure yourself out. That's not it at all. All right? It's, it's, a, um, it's, like a, um, it's like just observing what's happening within without any opinion at all, without any questions about it, without an opinion about it, without calling it good or bad right or wrong, when you go within, you're just the observer. You're just watching what happens is happening without an opinion about it at all. Zero opinion. And then you'll see this battle going on within you. And so much will come from that. It's really just a keenly observation of what's going on inside of you. That's all it is. Without an opinion. That's what self-knowledge is. Without no opinion, no matter how bad it seems or uh, what, what's going on, you have no opinion about it at all. That's what self-knowledge is. And that's where wisdom comes from, from within. You got to let go, be aware of what's going on, on the inside. Don't analyze it. Don't call it good or bad. Don't ask, why me? Why? Why? Don't ask that. Just allow it to happen and live your life. As a kid, live your life, do your thing without any questions at all about what's happening. And that's the hardest thing for the average person to do because they have not overcome that will that's inside of you, which is your father, the devil. He makes you want to ask questions and doubt and why me and what's going on. You got to doubt him so you can do this. Just be aware. And that's our theme for this year is to self-knowledge and self-awareness. Just be aware of what's going on without an opinion. Without a why. No why me and, and all that. Any questions about that? Yes, sir. Um, I, I want to add to that a little bit. I, I've, I've seen a lot of people, and I, and I notice it in myself, that when they do wrong, they deny the wrong that they've done. And because of that, they don't learn about themselves at all from the moments in which they're being dealt with. So what I, what I now realize is that when you see that you've done wrong, you just admit it. You see what's going on and, and you move on. But there's so many people that immediately deny what just happened. And you have to be aware in the moment in order to get over these things. That's interesting. Um, what do you think about that? What do you just say that's a very good point that he made. Well, being a, you have to be aware. I mean, that's, that's all you can do. That's, you know, 
everything everything around you will tempt you to try to defend yourself and make make up no this didn't happen no it's not what i said that's not how i said it. it's not that's what i said but it's not what i meant right well that's what i meant but it's not what i said yeah, that that kind of stuff so happens all the time i totally understand what both of you are saying here's the, the kicker to that there's no such thing as denying when you do wrong because when you are aware you don't make that decision about doing wrong or not doing wrong you have no opinion about it, and it works itself out. So when you see what you're doing, if you don't call it wrong or you don't call it right, it's amazing what happens. So you don't want to live that way. You don't want to be looking at what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right. Because in all honesty, we don't know right from wrong. We only know right from wrong for what we have been taught, read, or heard about. And that's intellectual, and it's not true. And when God reveals to you things, it's nothing like what you've been told about right or wrong. So, uh, so the, the beginning of self-knowledge is to let all that go. You cannot, you cannot, cannot determine what's right or wrong. It's all intellectual. But what happens is you will know the truth, and it will make you free. Because what happened, Ken, when you decide, well, oh, I'm wrong, I need to admit it, then you're playing God because you're making decisions about that at all. And when you have that self-knowledge, it's just going to work itself out. You, if you need to go and apologize to someone, you will. It wouldn't even be a second thought about it. You will. And if you don't need to, you want, in both ways, it works itself out. Because you're completely letting go of all your ideas, all of your teaching, all of the knowledge that you've been given, you're dying away from that and waking up to a different intellect, an intellect of truth and perfect love all the time. So uh, this thing about going and doing all that, forget about it. That's the world way of doing it, and they'll determine what is right and wrong. And we've been taught that. That makes sense, Brendan? Okay, let me do this. I got to end now, and then I'll come back to you. Does that, make, that help? So the theme this year is self-knowledge. And I want you to just go within and just watch. And, and, and you're not watching with your physical eyes. You're aware, and, you, and you're not determining what is happening on the inside of you. You just relax and going through it. And your father, the devil, will try to pull you out of it to make you get back with him. Don't. If you find yourself doing that, just go back. Relax. No big deal. And go back to it. Don't name it. Don't ask why. Just live. God love you. Your father love you. And he's trying to get you back. Uh, uh, but your other father wants you to stay with him. The deceiver. All right. So you got to forgive. If you do have anger against your parents or anyone, especially the, the mothers. And I express the mother thing because couple reasons. One reason, most people are afraid to go and confront their mothers. They're about to cut their throat to go in and correct their mothers and forgive their mothers, right? Because mama might cry or mama might get angry or mama might... One guy at the meeting said that uh, he's been listening to me and watching and he's still living with his mother and brother and he's the youngest and they were making him take care of them. And when he heard what I was talking about, he was like, wow, I got to get out of here. And then the mother found out that, long story short, that he was listening to me. And when he told her, I'm going to a meeting with Jesse, to the bar meeting, she started crying. No, you can't go. Mommy needs you. No. She, she, she was carrying on. And that would control him uh, for a while. But finally, he had a breakthrough. And he just left. Mama, stop controlling your sons and daughters. But anyway, go and forgive them, and he'll take you away from them. And you can become yourself. Forgive so that you can enter into the kingdom of heaven within. you got to forgive. So our theme this year is self-knowledge. Be aware of self. Live your life, but be aware. All right? Thank you for tuning in. We have a counseling service. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You only... At best, you need two sessions. Most of the time, it's one. 
we are not like the, we are not like, we are not like the professionals with the degrees. They make you come all your life, and then when it looks like you're not coming back, they give you medication, <laughs> so that now they can make money from the pharmacy. All right, it's real simple to overcome. You gotta forgive, because unforgiving. Uh, unforgiveness keep you detached from the tree of life, your father. All right. So we have counseling. We need your support. Uh, we need your donations. You can go to rebuildingaman.com slash church or call 800-411-BOND. Happy New Year. And I'm looking forward to really getting you over there so you can live your life. All right. Thank you for tuning in and thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. <laughs>